Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. So the main four that we figured out that are really important to, to take note of are GABA, serotonin, and dopamine, as well as, what did I say? Let's see, GABA, serotonin, dopamine, and... Not acetylcholine, is it? Y- yeah, it is. Ha! It is yes! Aha, look, uh, look at me, I'm smart. It's episode 23 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's personal trainer extraordinaire David King of davidkingfitness.com. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Evan Brand of notjustpaleo.com and the Not Just Paleo podcast. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm great, Mark. How are you? I am doing good. And uh, actually, at the time of this recording, you have still probably not received your birthday present from me, which is something... Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's true. I have not. I'm I'm so excited to, to have you get it. It's, I don't think you have it, and you will be very excited. It's, it's something that will fit inside of a, a birthday card, so it's not anything expensive. I wouldn't spend a whole lot of money on you, but... Uh, I was uh, literally just going to say, uh, if I can continue our off-air conversation about Wayne's World... If it's a severed head, I'll be very upset. <laughs> I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that went into that is such a rap. that whole thing right there is yeah. like indelibly etched <laughs> onto my mind. I, mean, I, need, I only watched that movie like three or four times. Oh man, that's weird and random. But yeah, our mailman usually comes like later in the afternoon, like four o'clock. Yeah, you so. might get it today. So hopefully, at the time of the next show, uh, which will be on the twenty-first of March, which is the first day of spring, we can talk about what it was that I got you. Ooh, the, that's such a long time to have to wait. Now, speaking of your birthday, yes, I and I hadn't asked you about this. Uh, speaking of your birthday and enjoy life pillar of the simply human lifestyle. You played hockey on your birthday. How often? Now we're good friends, and I do. You play hockey a lot. Like what? Well, uh, it, because of my schedule is kind of jacked up. Uh, there's a team made up of uh, some officers from our police department and some firefighters from you know officers and firefighters and EMTs from from different cities, and uh, they play in a league that plays on Saturday nights. Well. I work on Saturday nights, but I took this last Saturday off. So my wife took me to the Dallas Stars hockey game in the afternoon on Saturday. So whenever I whenever I do take a Saturday off, I let them know like, hey, if you guys need a goalie because you know we're kind of in a short supply. I'm like, hey, I, t- I took this Saturday night off, and usually they let me play with them. It, it doesn't happen. I don't get to play with them very often. It usually happens like once every couple of months, but. Uh, so is it but, hard uh, to like get back in the swing, or do you just kind well, of? Well, uh, I'm glad that you bring this up. Very much so. Uh, Hockey is very much, especially being a goalie, is very like a, to me, it's a very rhythm oriented. Like you have to really be doing it a lot to be getting into the flow of how you're supposed to be doing things and the flow of the way things move. Uh, And when I was in my last apartment, I had a a different schedule and there was an ice rink right by my house. And so I would play every week uh, some you know, like uh, just pickup hockey. They have hours at an ice rink that like, you know, adults come and play uh you know and they have like children's hours and stuff like this but uh i would go play about once a week and i was actually playing very very well well now i only get to play like once every you know couple of months so i have 
to shake some rust off the first period or so, which usually doesn't go very well, but it was all right. <laughs> so did you uh, did you post a shutout? Is that the oh, the hockey ooh, parlance? Ooh, ooh, no. What are those games? That is the, the, the... that is the hockey parlance, but no, I did not. Absolutely, I, it was it was a it was a shaky uh, <laughs> shaky first period, and I started to get my legs about midway through the second, which usually is about what happens. But are the goal are the scores of those games like twelve to eleven, or are they like? relatively low scoring like an actual hockey, real hockey game <laughs> well that, i was actually thinking this watching last night like uh the difference between like a top tier nhl team and a low tier nhl team is usually like one goal a night usually you don't get very many like you know scores of you know one team beating the other by four or five goals right. but that's pretty common in like adult league hockey you'll get a team full of guys that you know don't really and this is it's funny but they don't really know how to skate and they've never really played hockey. They picked it up as an adult. And then you'll have like your random person here or there that, you know, is from Canada or like the like Northeast dominates. And, yeah. and, and knows how to play and grew up playing. And so you'll have teams mixed and mashed with people like this. So every once in a while, you'll get like a total blowout. Uh, Saturday night for us was a total blowout. They were a very, very good team. And we didn't uh, make very many adjustments. And I didn't play very well. But I think the final was like six to one. But and you, that, but you enjoyed yourself? You had fun? Oh, absolutely. Good, and good. it's funny, like I'm getting old. Sunday I woke up and like my knees and ankles and hips were all sore <laughs> from from moving around and going up and down. And it was just, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like Murtaugh from uh, from the Lethal Weapon series. Like, oh, I'm getting too old, <laughs> getting too old for, this. for this. Yes, yes. Good, good. Uh reference there um yeah so my i i am getting excited about uh i guess the airing of this on the 7th my outdoor survival training starts on the 9th and it goes you'll be the, in snake eaters camp yes and like as we said i've, I've told many people when i'm talking about it i tell, tell them about like on tuesday i'll be lying uh with chapped lips and like all sunburned just with no clothes on near death uh, it's not going to be anything like that, but I am getting, I'm like, I'm, I'm testing my propane stove this week, seeing how long one of those things will last me to make my coffee. And so it's like, you know, I've got my, my new sleeping bag I got for Christmas and I've got my tent and I've got my, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa. You get a sleeping bag and a propane stove and a tent. You get all these things to take out there. Oh yeah. This is not outdoor survival. Well, that's, okay. Uh, so that's, that's, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. I'm thinking Bear Grylls drop you out of a helicopter, no, no, no. like on top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's like the, that's the expert version of this camp. The, 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 <laughs> the, this is like sort of the beginner's version where like, I think there will be some people that have signed up for this camp that are literally staying at like at a motel. And like come okay, out so for that, the like day. Okay, so the beginners camp they have to keep you alive long enough to get you to sign up for the experts. Right, camp, I right. Guess. So it's basically okay. like I'll be sleeping in a tent, but like during the days when we go out and like learn techniques and and things, and oh, okay. then like the the upper like level one, which I want to do. It's like six days. They drop you like out of a helicopter into the mountains of Northern California, and you're out there, and all you have is like the clothes on your back, a knife, and a empty canteen. And so for real, like that's how Bear Grylls does it. Yes. So that would do it. Okay, that, yeah, that's pretty. That's sweet. what I want to do at some point. Uh, so well, I'm, don't I'm, forget to grab a giant elephant turd and squeeze some water <laughs> out of it because that's, that's what apparently he what you have real. to do. And uh, and and I guess you know I'm also looking forward to. I'm going to check in with my wife and kids once a day, but I'm not going to check email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, texts. I'm not. I'm going to completely unplug except for that one phone call a day. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of excited about that. So so you can't. You're not going to use your one phone call. You get to call me and. You know, do the podcast. we do our show and no. that's it. And 
you know, nope. forget your wife and children. Well, and I actually had to buy a, uh, a battery powered iPhone charger. Uh, cause you know, I, of course there's probably gonna be an outlet like right outside in the dirt next to my tent. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see, but I'm excited anyway. I, so I, I let my beard grow extra long. I was going to trim it this like last week, but I was decided to wait to, so make sure it's, it's super long before the thing. So, well, so, then. and because of that, there will be no show on March 14th. Um, so that'll be the first like week that we've missed since from the beginning, which is good. So I'm, I'm, ex- I'm happy that we've uh, been consistent. So there will be no, uh, uh, show on the 14th, coming back with Abel James on the 21st. And then we have a host of what I'm sort of calling the everyman, uh, or the layman's, uh, uh, series where we're going to have, I, I, I'm working with a lot of people sort of on the side, uh, that are having huge results and I'd like to have some of them on. They're not experts necessarily in, in, in the simply human thing. Uh, but you know, they have jobs and kids and, and they're, they're making some changes and, and seeing some incredible results. So we're going to have them on some upcoming shows. Um, so, uh, I think, uh, I think that's it. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, Winter Olympics to to talk about. It's just uh, I don't know what what what's what else is going on. The current events. The Ukraine is uh, the, that that oh, yeah, let's, thing let's is get into some in depth uh, Ukraine <laughs> yeah, for politics here. That sounds terrific. Yeah, that's no. Today is my my youngest son's. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Ah, oh, three. That's yes. crazy. We went through like our uh, his name is Henry, last, of our, course. Our, our, we we went through our Facebook photo albums last night and looked at pictures of when he was a baby, and it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Oh, little Henry is three. I can't believe it. <laughs> Henry, <laughs> but like uh, we took him to his name yeah, isn't Henry. I can't. Yeah, it's not Henry. I can't believe that the tr- the trampoline park that that didn't exist when we were kids. Oh, That's man. the greatest know, idea ever, isn't it? It's they like some one, little kid had that house, vision. They have like basketball goals yeah. set up on one of them, and I dunked on a ten foot basketball oh. goal. I was like, "This is what it feels like." Yeah. Wow, to be this high, it was very scary to get that <laughs> high to dunk the ball in. I was like, "Oh, now I know what all my friends in high school they could all dunk basketballs. Yeah. I know what they felt like." I always, I always say like, you know, the 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 punishment I guess for being that good of an athlete to where you can jump high enough to dunk a basketball is like that Louisville basketball player a couple years ago that jumped so high that when he landed, he like shattered his leg out of his skin. <laughs> yeah. Like that's I know the my leg bones are safe because I'm never going <laughs> to yeah. have to sustain a 10 foot drop yeah. down to the ground. Exactly. Like I, I like the trade off is I'm such a horrible athlete that I, that will never happen to me ever. Like I can't generate enough force to, to break my own leg. So, but <laughs> But anyway. uh, we went and we went there this morning and uh, ran around and he is napping right now. You don't hear you a, a very uh, absent. You don't hear the usual like background screeching like <laughs> yeah. you usually hear from my end because he's asleep. He nice. took in a nap, so uh, we're going to go and uh, we're going to go take him and have some pizza. That's what he mm. wanted for dinner tonight is to go eat some pizza. Well, so happy birthday, little Kirkpatrick. Uh, <laughs> it's like makeup names. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get right into it. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Rick, we need some more First Foods videos. Um, Simply Human. No, I, forget, I forget about that. We'll, we'll get those. The, I got to get. There's a whole process of psyching myself <laughs> up to, to eat some of those, though. The Simply Human Kids page is, is at the website. And actually, I posted something uh, a few days ago about school lunches, which over two days, we got 750 page views on that which was way more than we've ever had uh, in a two-day period before. does that mean my mom clicked on that 750 times yeah probably or, or my <laughs> our, our collective moms uh, our, yeah. our, our moms get together like hey we got to get them some like, page views like, so they just like click, click over and over they run around all the 
office. <laughs> clicking, <laughs> clicking it. Yeah, basically that's what happened. So you can follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. Email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can also email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. That is R I C K, all one word, simplyhumanrick. So without further ado, here is. Dave King of David King Fitness, where we talk about bluebell ice cream, setting goals, the sport of decathlon, fitness myths, yo-yo dieting, eating more fat, the biggest loser, Project Mojo, and opening your eyes. Here is David King. Joining me today on the Simply Human podcast, I am thrilled to welcome David King, or Dave King, as uh, I think he calls himself. He's a personal trainer and lifestyle coach with more than 10 years' experience. He basically taught himself decathlon and competed at the national level in his, in his 20s. He actually just turned 40, if I did my math right, last month. Is this airing in March, uh, in February? But he looks 25, and as Rick, my co-host, put it, the guy literally looks like he was carved out of stone. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave King. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I read a little bit about your background, and I'll obviously uh, have a link to your website uh, in the show notes at davidkingfitness.com. Um, but uh, kind of give us an idea of what your background is. It's a really interesting background, starting from uh, you you didn't grow up in like L.A. or, or uh, you know, any big cities. So kind of take us from from small town Texas. Okay. Sure, man. Well, I'll try to, uh, you know, not take up the entire <laughs> entire hour here. but The day you were uh, born. Grew, yeah, exactly. On February 6, 1974, <laughs> well, I, uh, I grew up in a small town uh, called Muldoon. And, you know, it's one of those towns where there's like four churches and one post office. And, <laughs> and I drove 16 miles to school every day, wow. you know, in the snow uphill. Right. Oh, sure. Yes. So, you know, it's uh, one of the stories I like to tell whenever, uh, you know, anybody asks me. It's like, hey, hey you know, to, uh, to get into, you know, what you do or, or how you do it or who you talk to. I was like, man, if I can do it, anybody can. Nice. Trust me. Because, uh, you know, coming from, coming from Muldoon, Texas, uh, you know, it's just who knows what's going to happen to you. So uh, I grew up in the country, and then I uh, one thing led to another, and I, I, I got to a Blinn College in, in Brenham, Texas. There's a junior college uh, called Blinn, and if you don't know anything about Brenham, that's also where they make Bluebell ice cream. Mm. Are you are you familiar with that? I, I did know that. That's where that Blinn is a big uh, a lot of a lot of people that that graduate from Blinn go on to A and M. Is that it's kind of in that same area? That is, is that, correct. Right, right. That is correct. A lot of them transfer to uh, to a, it's like kind of a feeder school into A and M, but it's where they make Bluebell. So I went to uh, my first two years of college at at Blinn Junior College and got a job at Bluebell Ice Cream. Oh man! <laughs> and they they have a slogan there that says, "We eat all we can and we sell the rest." Oh lord. And they are not joking. Anytime it breaks, you can go get gallons of ice cream right off the line and eat it. Oh, my uh, goodness. So uh, at a natural weight back at that point in my life of about, uh, you know, 175 pounds, uh, over the course of a semester, uh, you know, in combination of beer and pizza, <laughs> I got up to about 208. Oh, my goodness. And, what was your favorite uh, flavor and, at that time? What, what was your favorite Bluebell flavor at that time? Man, I, I was a straight up chocolate guy. Wow. I like double double chocolate. Double Dutch. They got fifty, yeah, fifty flavors. But I, I like double chocolate. We, would, I actually worked there, and in the break room, they have uh, snacks at cost. So, you know, it, it's so funny to even think about what we used to what we used to eat. But I would get two of those circular pizzas uh, for a dollar a piece. 
uh, and then, uh, you know, two double fudge pops or a quart of double chocolate ice cream along with a bag of Fritos and a chili. Oh, my goodness. And so, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was ripped. Man, well, it's funny. Like if in my I mi- in my mind, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like if you ate that to me, to me anyway, if I ate that in my in my early twenties, I, yeah, I might gain some weight, but I wouldn't gain a ton of weight. Now, if I did that, I would go from like two hundred to like three fifty in like two weeks. Yeah. No, I mean it, it'll put it on you quick. Especially, <laughs> and it was one of those things where it was the first time in my life where I had I had uh, I didn't jog or anything for about four months, and so I got up to about two oh eight, and my my grandmother. I called her Grammy. She took a picture of me at Christmas time. It is one of those pictures where you kind of get surprised and turn sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your chin and your neck and your <laughs> chest and your shoulder are all one piece. <laughs> and it's it it shocked the hell out of me, man. man. And I thought, man, I have this is it's enough is enough. I've got to do something. I was almost where I had to get into what like a thirty eight size jeans. I don't want to offend anybody out there that wears thirty eight <laughs> size jeans, but. I had been in 32s, 34s, right. 36s, and I was about to have to get 38s. And so uh, I went to the, uh, to the bookstore, and I got a, uh, a book by a bodybuilder named Bob Paris, and it was called Flawless in 10 Weeks. And uh, I, I followed it just as closely as I could. But, of course, it, you know, back in the 90s, the, it was the traditional approach was two and a half hours, six days a week in the gym. Ugh. So you can imagine you know, what that, what that was like, but I didn't know any better. So that's just what I did. And fortunately for me, you know, by spring break of 96, uh, California love, all of that, I was back down to 175 (laughs) pounds and, uh, you know, feeling, feeling decent about myself. But, uh, it was, it was a big lesson, you know, one, because of the crap that I was consuming, but two, you know, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a, a way to stay leaner without having to spend, you know, your entire life right in the, uh, in the gym. So, that was my first foray into body transformation, and then you know, did you resign point, you know, from put, Did you resign from Bluebell at that point? Um, I did. I, <laughs> after I yeah, after I got out of uh, at a junior college, I uh, I did not work at an ice cream place again. Yeah. I, uh, I got into in Austin. There was a high tech industry was booming, and so I began to work in the high tech industry. And I, I was reading the paper one day, and uh, there was something in, in Austin called the Texas Relays. Oh yeah, and there was big a, time the decathlon. Yeah, the decathlon was a part of the Texas Relays. And I started reading the results, and I thought, you know what? I bet if I really put some effort into it, I could hit some of those marks. And, you know, by this time, I'm probably, you know, 25, 26 years old. And, uh, so, you know, and setting a beer down. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, it, it was a humbling experience, but it was one that I got into. And, and you're, you know, this is, this is the story I like to tell. I know it seems a little long, but there's several key points into it. Yeah. and. One of the points was when I was at this job, they sent me to a seminar by Franklin Covey, right? Stephen Covey, everybody's oh, yeah. familiar with Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, and uh, this Franklin Calendar Company to create this day planner. And if for, for, for younger folks, you might not remember, but we used to, instead of iPhones, we carried around these thick day planners. Right. And so they, it was a whole day seminar teaching you how to use one of those things. Well, the, the lady walked out on stage, and she the first thing she said was, Everybody has 24 hours. You probably just choose to use it differently. So don't tell me you don't have the time. And I stuck with me. I mean, for, for damn near 20 years. And so we went through that thing and it talked about making priorities. And she made us write down like a, uh, an audacious goal that day. Nothing mattered, right? Money didn't matter. Education didn't matter. Fear didn't matter. And I put, I'd want to do a decathlon. <laughs> and so it said, hey, okay, write something you could do, you know, tomorrow. And so I said, well, I'll. 
I'll, I'll go run at the park. And then it said, write something you could do, you know, a month from now. And I said, well, I'll, I'll look for, uh, you know, maybe a coach's program or something to get into it. And so, man, it's great when you're going to complete it. And it was two years later. I put, I think this was in 90, uh, I think this was in 97. Or, and I put, you know, May of 99, I'll compete in decathlon. And it was my first, uh, my first exposure to completing a long-term goal. I would, every paycheck, I would buy a new pair of shoes. Because if you're not familiar with decathlon, it's like javelin shoes, long jump shoes high jump shoes, or the javelin, the shot put, the pole. I mean, it's a pretty expensive little thing to get into for somebody that's making, you know, $7 an hour. So uh, anyway, put that together. I did a, I did one year unattached where I, I just, I finally got into a track meet at A&M and it was a surreal experience. And I just, I go through that man to tell you that that's really where my life launched into, oh my God, there extraordinary things are possible in people's lives if you just get out of your own way and listen to some people who have done it before you. Uh, and so, like you were mentioning at the top of the show, I, uh, I was able to, to you know, work that decathlon into a scholarship to a college here in Austin, a smaller Christian school college, and went to their national NAI national championship and uh, got it, they finished my degree in marketing. But the interesting part after that, where it leads into my, my fitness career, is that I got a job in management consulting. Are you familiar with this at all? A little bit. Right. Have you ever seen uh, Have you ever seen uh, Office Space? Oh, yes. Okay. So most people have seen Office Space. And I'm here to tell you, it is frightening close to the TPS guy <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, several times I would find myself with my elbow on a cubicle saying, hey, man, when you get a chance, uh, could you uh, get me those reports? And I'd walk away going, dear God, that is just like that movie. <laughs> but okay. it taught me, I mean, in it's uh, it's where I learned that if you need, if you wanted to try to influence somebody for the good that you had absolutely no power, it was all in the data, right? You couldn't show somebody data over and over and over again to their face unless they were just being masochistic before they would make a change. Right. And so, you know, uh, 10 of the people I was working with, I got to lose 30 or 40 pounds, and I thought, you know what? I bet I can transition this into a uh, fitness career. And so I called my dad and said, hey, man, would you spot me the rent if this falls on its face? And he said he would, and you know that was about ten years ago, and so I've just been trying to, you know, refine this thing ever since and make it, you know, simpler and more exciting for folks to get their ass in the shape, yeah. stay in shape. So what what is it exactly that you do? Tell tell the listeners. Well, uh, I am much more of a, uh, I want to say a nutritional coach, but it's actually much simpler than that. So I, I, I do not. I will be the first to tell you, I do not have a doctorate in nutrition. In fact. The story behind that is I was willing to go to graduate school and get a master's degree in nutrition, but I saw that you had to take organic chemistry, <laughs> and I went, oh. Peace out. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, well, let's see if I can convince people to eat less refined sugar and less calories first to see how that works out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I just discovered that I had this gift to try to get sideways into people's minds about uh, re- you know, eating less refined sugar and little games to play so it would motivate them to do it so that they could do it for long enough to get the truth to think deep and down to their soul. Like, holy crap, like this is a much different way of living. You know, it's, it's not that you have to give it up altogether, but uh, man, you know, if you follow that, you know, especially, you know, in the paleo world, when you talk about 80-20, if you can really get on that 80-20 train, uh, you just feel younger. Right. And you feel better. It's not hard to wake up in the morning. Uh, you don't have to take naps in the afternoon, all of that kind of thing. So what I do is I, I put people through a little game I call fitness rehab. And it's only, you know, there's only three rules to rehab. You can't eat anything that's not on the master food list. 
You have to do at least 30 minutes of exercise a day, and you've got to text me your macronutrient pie chart from my fitness pal for 21 days in a row or for 100 days in a row, whichever program you choose. Right. And uh, it just it, it gets people excited. It's fun. I give them a little feedback every day. Uh, and, it, you know, it's just about people developing that, that momentum and seeing how good it makes them feel and, you know, shedding some light on, on uh, you know, just on Big Brother that you guys probably talk about on your podcast a lot. Right, right. So um, I, you, you kind of touched on this, but just sort of flesh out a little bit more. Why is it that you do what you do? Okay, that's that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good question, man. I enjoy it, right? And I, I know one of the big things about your podcast is enjoying life and, and uh, you know uh, doing things that are just you know don't, don't feel like a don't feel like a grind. But I will tell you, it, it, it unusually it's not because I get so much satisfaction out of getting people to lose weight. You know, people would say, man, you get people to lose 50 pounds, that must feel good. And I was like, man, you know, it really is a cool thing, but after you've done it like a thousand times, <laughs> it, it really doesn't have that much punch. Right. But it really is a neat thing to get up every day to go to go tackle a different puzzle. There's always, there's always a different puzzle. Somebody's got a different life. Someone's got a different set of unique situations where they've gotten to where they've gotten to where they don't understand that fat doesn't make you fat. Or uh, you know that you you can you can eat differently than ninety percent of the people walking on the face of the earth. That you can feel great about yourself, and that you can do something extraordinary. And man, when you see that take off in somebody's eyes, Mark, that is awesome. Right. And so that's that's really why I do what I do. Okay. Yeah. Um. You kind of touched on something that kind of leads us into our our next uh, my next question is that like getting people to understand that fat doesn't make you fat. So like what in your opinion and, and what you're doing out in the trenches every day, what are some of the yep. main myths out there that people just like like there's stuff that I don't know like yesterday it came out the uh, the FDA you know is going to make the calories bigger on the nutritional label and I'm and and like to me I'm going that's not really the issue, like, I don't think that's yeah. going to stop people. It's if, if, if there's a nutritional label that has that on there, maybe that's not the best choice. So it's like, we're, we're still so focused on calories. So anyway, so what, what are some of the yeah. myths in your, in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, I, when I first started, that was, that was what I started too, right? Me too. It's, yeah. That's yeah. the first, it's the first basic understanding, you know, of, of you gotta, you gotta burn more than you take exactly. in. But then, you know, once you grasp that concept, it goes so much deeper than that, mostly because, you focus on it first, and so what happens is people then what then what people do they say okay calories, and then they go to the traditional thing that they've heard is I'm going to eat you know 60 percent carbohydrate, 10 or 20 percent fat, and 30 or 40 percent protein. But uh, what happens when you when you do that it, uh, is that it actually it you can make that program work for you, right? I'm, I'm here right. to say I'm not like a big soapbox guy. What's right or what's wrong? But the deal is there there's a there's a caveat to that direction that says you must exercise or be moving one hour to 1.5 hours a day in, in moderate to intense exercise in order to make that thing work for somebody who's over 17 years of age. You follow me? Right, right. And so, uh, it, and then they get hungry and then it doesn't work and then they just quit. I mean, right. it happens every single day, but, but if you if you will eat more, this is what I found, right? Because most of my clients are super busy professionals who travel. that has got to be practical. They don't have time to work out. Like, you know, what I was saying for sure at the beginning of the program, two and a half hours a day, right. but even one hour a day, six days a week, it's just not going to cut yeah. it. 
So, you know, that's what I used to try to do is like motivate people to exercise. But guess what, man? The world is going towards more convenience, not less convenient. Right. And so you can shout from the mountaintop about people being active. But what I have gravitated to is teaching people how to eat so that they can, you know, have two, three, four intense workouts per week and keep healthy to fit levels of body fat while they're doing, you know, and living the other parts of their life, like kids with small children or like trying to build a business or, you know, doing any number of things that right. keep people super busy. And the way, uh, you know, that, that to do that is that you eat more good fat. And so right. it, uh, as most of your listeners know, if, if they've tried this at all, if you eat more of a, uh, you know, 30 to 40% good fat in your diet, guess what? You don't get hungry. Right. And, and so, boom, there's one of the things about going on a diet or a structured nutrition program that makes people quit right away, right? So you're never hungry. So that's, that's not a problem. Secondly, when you're not putting uh, when you're not putting processed carbohydrates and refined sugars in your system, man, I will tell you, I don't have the information right in front of me. I didn't do my uh, a dissertation on the effects of refined sugar, but when you don't put that stuff in your system because of uh, you, you could just say because it's processed, if that's how you want to say it, it makes you feel better. Right. You're lighter on your feet. You feel what people might call ten years younger, and so uh, that's when you're saying, you know, where people are saying like the food pyramid, eat four servings of grains. I mean, there's there's no possible way that somebody's going to lose weight like that. Right. Well, and it's I mean, also, it, it's like, you know, all you can eat is like this sort of, oh, it's an all you can eat buffet. I'm going to go there and I'm going to get totally stuffed and I'm going to feel terrible. Well, all you can eat when yeah. you're eating the right thing becomes a healthy volume because you'll yeah. stop eating when you're satisfied, when you're eating actual yeah. real food. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will second that to to the to the hundredth degree because I people ask me, well, how many calories should I eat? And I say, well, you know what, man, if we're trying to do this as expeditiously as possible because you've hired an expensive trainer, if you're a woman and you you're carrying about a hundred pounds of lean mass, I'm going to have you, you know, try to shoot for twelve hundred calories, right? We're just going to do something a little bit more strict. But if but the, the the ticket is if you eat a more balanced macronutrient profile. I have to make these chicks eat more, right? Because right. they're just not hungry. Yeah, I, yeah. It's just, I mean, it, it's not like an isolated incident. It's like every single time I take somebody through this, I'm like, "Hey, man, you can't eat 800 calories a day with as much activity as you do." Well, I'm not hungry. I say, "Man, I need you to eat every three hours anyway." <laughs> right, right. Well, it's just it's funny how you know people just think that uh, the only way to be at a healthy, you know, weight is to to be a, a really good, be really good at starvation is, is basically yeah. what it goes down. To. And if you can't, well, then you're, well, you don't have the, the, the willpower to be really good at, at starvation. So you're less of a human being. So, so you're fat. So that's just how it works. And that is just not it at all. And, and, uh, and kind of a, Oh, I thought of something a second ago. It's like a side note on eating more fat. Oh yeah. Cause the, the argument is, well, I can't eat, I can't order grass fed meat. It's too expensive. Well, yeah. you, you don't have to eat like four like bags of grass-fed meat, like you need to eat four bags of Cheetos to yeah. fill you up. It's like you're eating less, but it's more nutrient-dense, so the costs actually even out. But that's kind of a side, a side art yeah. note. Oh, oh, no, it's a side note. I've actually done the math, and I have a little sheet that I show people sometimes because there's only a couple of products on the market that, uh, that really work out more expensive because it, they just assume that they're actually buying the same stuff that right. they were before in addition to. Yeah, yeah. And if you're buying instead of, and like you say, you're not eating as much of it, it I mean, it, 
it typically works out. Matter of fact, I have more people call and tell me that they're saving money than spending more yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. And like I tell people, if you're hungry, you're doing it wrong. Like, like yeah. some, something is wrong if you're hungry. And so like people like to hear that. And, you know, I coming from, you know, I, I spent about a decade doing long distance and endurance events and things. And, and so my baseline workouts per week was 10. I would do 10 workouts every week and I've got small kids and a job and so that was really hard to fit all that in. So, so, and a lot of people think that I've got to work out every day and two hours a day and all this stuff. And it's so hard to fit it in. So when you tell people eat a lot of really good tasting fat, uh, you only have to work out three or four times a week. You should never be hungry. I mean, it's like, what? Where's the downside? Oh, the downside is sure. you don't get to eat ice cream. Well, so what? Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, eat, yeah, eat it on birthdays and holidays yeah. and, and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, man. And it's actually, and, uh, and Mark, you know, we, you know, we, we joke around, you know, really to, to, make a, to make a point. But, you know, the, the, uh, the truth is they just, folks, if they get two weeks or three weeks of separation from that mindset, you know, in, in this kind of, uh, in this kind of activity, this kind of habit eating this way, they start to see a little bit of crack of light. Like right. that, what you just said, like the light bulb starts to turn on. And so I think that podcasts like this, uh, you know, a lot of the blogs that are coming out there, you know, with, uh, people like Abel James doing their thing, it was starting to get some momentum to, you know, to let people know that, you know, that you, you don't, you don't have to starve yourself to, you know, have fit levels of body fat. Right. I like on your website how you, you talk about it, like the, just sort of the, if you're just a, you know, trying to make, make ends meet and you've got small kids and you don't have a whole lot of time to listen to podcasts or do your own research on PubMed and you're just going off of what mainstream conventional media wisdom is telling you, then that's like you're like a seventh grade football team trying to go up against the NFL team. It's like you have no chance. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's exactly how I explained it, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, it's like grown men batting down the ball yeah. or holding <laughs> their hand on the helmet of a little kid trying yeah. to run forward. It's right. Like, it's zero. it's so our job. That's what we're doing right now, dude. Right now we're helping these people get draft picks and running backs and wide receivers. Yeah. They're in the, they're like, they're in the, uh, the figurative weight room doing power cleans and, uh, doing a lot of explosive dynamic ballistic movements. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. <laughs> So, and, you know, it, it's, uh, it really sounds like, and it's, it's a good opportunity to say this, it, it, uh, when people say, look, eat more, you, know, you can eat more and, and lose weight, right? right? Or you don't have to be hungry. It sounds like I'm trying to sell you, right. you know, some sort of vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And, it, and it's really good that a lot of this MythBuster stuff goes on to say, hey, look, man, we're not, this isn't some sensational, uh, you know, $700 a weird product that we're selling you. It's just, you know, try it this way for two weeks. Let me help you. And you'll see like, this is a, this is a real thing. You're going to feel 10 years younger. Your skin's going to look better. And I'm not trying to sell you anything except life. Right. And, and, and like, from a business perspective, like it's kind of like, you know, we're not trying to sell anything. And, and in fact, we're trying to tell you to, to take things out, which is like the opposite of, of creating <laughs> uh, money. Yeah. It's like, stop. Yeah. It's a lot easier. And I've said this before on the podcast, but it's a lot easier to tell people what not to do than what to do. And it's not like we're, there's some, oh, this new, uh, somebody came back from Mars and brought this super technologically advanced way to lose weight. It's like, it, this is how we've done it for ninety nine point nine nine percent of our human existence on Earth. It's not. We're going yeah. back to, 
you know, how it used to be. But in this day and age, and you know this, being in Austin in the, in the you know, technology field down there, like going backwards in anything is like a huge no-no. Everything's got to be forward. What can we do to, to make things more technologically advanced and more complex? That's the whole idea behind Simply Human. It's like, okay, that all that stuff's great in other domains. But in health and fitness, like, you know, I would say this, like McDonald's is a, is a brilliant small business strategy. It is absolutely brilliant. It is not, it, it should not be implemented for health of people, right? Like yeah. that, it, so it's like we, we just have to be able to disconnect from health and then all these other things that innovation and technology is great for and, and yeah. revert back to how, how we developed and how, you know, the, the ways that we're supposed to be, how we're designed to move. Yeah. And eat and you sleep. Got and and I, I would say this about that, Mark, is, you know, to make this point, and you can, uh, we can move on to, to what, you, what you would want to do next, but a big part of this, one of the, one of the coolest things that people get out of, uh, of my program, and you might find the same for, for the things that you teach, is that if you take a step back for, you know, 10 seconds, 10 days, and you see the automatonic behavior that I was involved in or that you're involved in just because of the inertia of, what people are always doing or what the advertisements are pushing to see how controlled I really was is amazing. Right. Like I, I it's just step back and say, okay, wh- where did I learn that? Who said that? Why is that true? What am I doing here? Like right. if you, you can literally step out of a blackout and see that you have been like, uh, moved in one direction with, without your consent. Right. And it is, it is an enormously freeing feeling to just sit on a park bench and look around and say, you know what? I don't want a membership card. Right. I don't, I, I, I'll rather pay full price than to have you know what all my tendencies are so that you can get to my psychological, you know, cerebellum. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it just, anyway, I just, I just wanted to add that in there because it, it, you know, in addition to losing weight or not being hungry, you know, being free yeah. <laughs> is a huge benefit. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, people, we have, you know, we live in America. It's like we, or most of us, I might have had some listeners that are, from, you know, in uh, in China or Korea. Who knows? Um, I doubt it. But, um, you know, it's like we, we have the ability to be independent minds and independent thinkers. And don't just don't just look at a pyramid the government puts out and says, oh, the bottom of it. And I know it's now it's my food pyramid. They changed it or whatever. But, like, it, it's all the same, you know. The, uh, the principle is the same. So, oh, you just look at a, a picture, an infographic that has the whole bottom of the pyramid is, is grains, and then right above that is fruit and vegetables. So, like, fats and meats are, like, very tiny at the very top, and then just say, oh, okay, that's the way it goes. Like, no, don't don't just settle for that. Like, experiment, research. You know, we, you don't need, it's like you said earlier, like, we don't need to know all the details, the organic chemistry of why eating fat makes you lose weight. Who cares about that? It doesn't matter. Just do it. Like, we don't need to know what a calorie is or to count calories necessarily to, to be healthy. Like that's just the, that idea is just so, ah, like the more you can, the more you want to control things, like the more things get out of control in my opinion. So yeah, uh, unless you have small daughters like I do, then you can lock them in a box and control them forever. Um, but that's another story. Um, Okay, a couple more things. Just, just you know, we're coming up on uh, on time here. These, this always goes by so fast. But um, I wanted to get your take on, you know, it, to me, we and we've talked about this on the show before. But like the Biggest Loser, I cannot watch the Biggest Loser because yeah. of how how unsustainable 
what they're doing is. So I just in your line of work, like what when you when you like are flipping through the channels and Biggest Loser comes on, like what is your like knee jerk reaction? You know what? I am so glad you asked me this, man, because <laughs> I haven't posted on Facebook. I haven't done anything on Twitter. I mostly just said stuff to my wife. And, you know, before I even say anything, my my opinion may be completely opposite, opposite of yours. Okay. I, I have no idea. But I, let me tell you a few things about, especially this little thing that happened here recently with that woman, right. you, know, you know, losing so much weight. And then about the show in, in general, because I think it's not just, it's not just one comment, right? You have to look at several pieces. Right. But from a, from... From the aspect of that woman, you know, stepping out on the stage and seeing everybody being so shocked and, uh, oh my, you know, oh my goodness, what are we, you know, what are we doing? She's dying. She's about to break in half. That is, that is such a double standard, uh, like not even knowing what the hell you're watching kind of response that I've ever heard in my life, right? Do, they, yeah. do, do people say anything when boxers shed 20 pounds and then put it back right. on in four days before they go in? Or bodybuilders, or yeah, yeah. Or, or Matthew McConaughey, who lost 40 pounds and is about to win an Oscar right. on Sunday night, right? <laughs> Are people on blogs talking about what a <laughs> head he is putting on a, ba- a bad example? Right. It, uh, she, you know, if I were that chick, I would have walked out on stage at 99 pounds yeah. and did a drop the mic, kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would have, you know, did what she did. But if you've read anything about it, she did exactly what she needed to do to win $250,000. Yeah. She exercised five or six hours a day. She lost the weight to win the competition. The very next day, she started to work out one hour a day, eat the same amount. Her weight probably, you know, if I had to guess, I haven't talked to her, but her weight probably went up about 15 pounds yeah. in a week. And she gets to live a life now as a, 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 a healthy I think she was like 0.2 from the BMI scale, right? right? Even though that's not all that accurate anyway. Yeah, yeah. But now she, she has, this is my, this is my second point. This is what, this, this is really where, you know, I hardly ever get on a soapbox, man, but this is something I want to say. <laughs> yes. She did something extraordinary. Yeah. You know what that means in people's lives? She did something extraordinary. She knows what that feels like. That is going to go the rest of her existence. Right. And it's, it's amazing, and I love it, right? Yeah. Now, the third thing about The Biggest Loser, right? I mean, it's, it, it is, uh, it, if they came out and they said, hey, look, we're trying to show you a sustainable way to lose weight and have a happy life. They're not doing that. Right. They're out there. And they're not saying they're doing that. Yeah. yeah, no. They're, they're producing a train wreck on video that people watch on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And yeah. I want to tell you that... Uh, the, the, the couple of things that I do like about The Biggest Loser, stands all of the drama, is they, they show that there's, there's, two, there's two sound principles regardless of how you do it. And one is you, you eat well however you choose to do that, right? Whether it's how, what we're talking about here that, that we think is, 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 a, is a simpler, uh, uh, more sustainable way. You eat well and you bust your right. You know, it may be for 20 minutes, three or four times a week. You may choose to do an hour a week, six days a week, but those are the two defining principles of how somebody gets fit and stays fit. There right. is no magic solution. There is no magic pill. Yeah. And I think that they portray that fairly decently. Yeah. Uh, you know, stands all of the other horse manure. Yeah. You know, that is interesting. Your, your comment about like when, when the girl like walked out and everyone was like, <gasps> like gasping. Like my reaction was like, actually, 
she looks like a normal person. Like, what, what's wrong with that? Like, yes, she she didn't she didn't do it in like a a way that's like sustainable. It was an extreme way, but it's like you said, like uh, it's a game, people. Like, yeah, she did and what she had to do to win the game, and yeah. yeah I mean, I, you know, um, you know, Mark, you may have this experience. Let me let me ask you if you had this experience before with people that you coach. Is it normal for you when you get a client that's in, like near the end of one of your coaching programs for people to tell them things like? You have cancer. You're un- you're unhealthy. You're, you're, you're getting too skinny. Yeah, and, and it's always so people like that. that are it's always the, th- the fat people that are like. Oh sure, <laughs> they say it with a cheeseburger in their mouth, yeah. right? And so because they don't want to feel bad. They're not trying to be mean. It's just you, you, all you have to take is psych 101 to know they're just trying to make their, themselves feel exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but but the you know the 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 thing is uh, on that is uh, you know they're. People are not used to seeing somebody over 17 years old that's fit. Yeah. I think that that's what it is. I think that we live in a society where, of course, 7 out of 10 people are overweight. 9 out of 10 people do not carry fit levels of body fat. So it is so extraordinarily odd to the human eye that those comments just kind of naturally float out of your mouth. Yeah. Well, especially... I, I don't, I don't certain about that it's just kind of opinion i've formulated over the years yeah and especially like in in texas because i'm i'm about three hours north of you and grew up in dallas and i'm like you know like in the summertime you know you go to the pool and stuff like you know it is very you just kind of look around and they're like even like kids now there is very rarely a just sort of lean fit looking child i mean they're they're they used to be opposite it used to be like the and i was a chubby kid so i can say this so uh you know i grew up uh basically like i was working at a bluebell factory uh i i ate lots of ice cream and so you know i was but i was like the rare kid now it's like you know the the they're the majority and like the lean kid is like the one in six out there you know like they're the rare ones which is just kind of sad to see but and then you get like the thing came out on the news the other night it's like oh you know the child two to seven ages the obesity rate uh, has gone down 50 percent and i'm going look around like what what research study was that cherry picked from you know i don't think i don't think any trends are changing but it's it's oh people we can report it and then everyone can feel good about what they're doing and they can just continue on living the life that they're living so yeah. Anyway, we could we could get on a soapbox together, and I think like just sort of soapbox to the moon or something. That would be that would be fantastic. Um, okay. So last thing, last thing I'm going to ask you sure. is what I've asked every every guest except for two on the show, and I forgot is what is one thing that you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with health or fitness or wellness or anything. Yep. It could be anything. You know what, man? Uh, so I'll tell you something that I've done in the past and I'm doing recently and doing right now. And if you've, you may uh, support this in your own life, but uh, if, if you've ever been in an airplane where you come above the clouds and it's like blue sky with sun up there. Oh, yeah. And you kind of you breathe and you're like, God, man, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, there's points in my life when I have behaved in, in, in a certain manner where I'm I'm breathing that air and feeling that feeling like 90% of the time. And when I can do that, that I mean, it just makes my whole life enjoyable, whether yeah. I'm drinking a glass of water or whether I'm driving my car or whether I'm playing with my kids or whether I'm handling something at the bank. And the, uh, the way that I have been able to do that is, it's a little something I like to call Project Mojo, right? Whenever I need a, when I realize that I'm below the clouds and I want to be above the clouds, right is I, I do this thing that 
tons of people have already heard of it, they've already done. I don't listen to a radio or read a newspaper or watch crap television. I just completely try to disconnect my brain from junk totally. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I try to force myself into doing something more creative. And here recently, what happened to me is I, I just thought, I can't listen to the radio, what can I do? And, and I thought, I'm going to get on YouTube here. And I listened to a Tony Robbins thing, you know, about yeah. seven minutes on changing your state, like instantly. And then that, uh, right underneath that was his TED Talk. Right. You heard of TED Talks, I presume? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, just extraordinary messages and information that you can, you can utilize instantly. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to ride around listening to TED Talks. And that has uh, really, I am up above the cloud. You can hear it in my voice, man. Right. I am in that state of above the cloud. I'm, I just feel more patience with my children. I feel complete, uh, uh, you know, patience with my client. And I just feel good. And, man, I just, that's, I'd say more than one thing that I do that makes it enjoyable is I like, that's what I would say if anybody was going to take something away from this to help them enjoy most things instead of just one thing, to just disconnect from the negativity, man, and start, you know, listening to favorite, uh, you know, e-books or reading books that you like or those TED Talks that's been helpful to me. Um, I actually have a, a, a video it's called Project Mojo. That's about 47 minutes. And if any of your listeners want to hear me talk about it, is it on, is it on YouTube? About this one subject. Uh, if I, they can email me at david at kingfitness.com. That's K-I-N-G-F-I-T-N-E-S-S.com. And I will email them the link to that video if they want to watch it. Because when I participate in that kind of thing, it gives me this feeling, and I love living this way. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely have that. I'll, I'll make sure that's in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, like the TED Talks, I, I've got them. You know, they're on Netflix for free, and we don't have cable, and but we have like Netflix able to come through the TV. And so, if I have like twenty minutes, you know, I'll uh, I'll I'll get on the treadmill and just take a walk and watch a TED Talk. And like, it's amazing. Like, I, there are things that I've uh, like I memorized the. Uh, the number on the horse carriage thing in downtown Fort Worth based just, just memorized it for no reason, just from based on like a Ted talk that I listened to. So anyway, yeah, yeah it's uh, it does, those things are great. So um, maybe one day we could be on a soapbox Ted talk together. That would be great. Um, yeah. And, uh, and Mark, and just, just a quick note, are you going to some sort of survival camp? Yes. Coming up? Yeah, dude. Like I've, I registered for it. Uh, God, like four months ago and think, you know, it's like way off in the distance. So I'm doing an eight day outdoor survival training course in, uh, near Bastrop down in the Austin area. And, uh, it's basically the whole week of spring break. I'm going to learn how to survive, uh, when uh, the world, uh, explodes. Um, Dude, round of applause. <laughs> I know I read that in some of your literature. I was like, man, that is how you, you experience life. Yeah. Dude, right on. Well, I can't wait to disconnect and to like, I'm going to sleep in a tent and I'm going to go to bed when the sun goes down and wake up when the sun comes up just to totally, I, you know, it's probably one of those deals that I'm going to want to do like once a year, uh, just to kind of yep. reset. And I, I'm really looking like the, I'm, I'm, I'm sad about being away from my family my, my daughters and my son, uh, yep. for, for that long, but it's sort of balanced out by, I think what I'm going to, what, how it's going to change me and what it's going to, what it's going to do for yep. me. And, so give and, me a, do me a favor, Mark, if you would, when yeah. you get back from that thing on one of your future podcasts, would you talk about how you if that made you a better father or not, absolutely. That time away, right? Whether whether that eight days is, is in, in the long run, you feel Worth like it. is is uh, is is put something in you that's going to be even more influential on your kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will, I will for sure. Cool, 
Cool, man. Well, hey, I know this is uh, weird. Out of time. We uh, There's still like, I think we, I got to like 20% of the questions I had written out for you. So we're definitely going to have to yeah. have you back on if you will come back on sometime yeah, uh, man. this year. My pleasure. It was, it was a lot of fun, man. Thank you for listening to my stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And so we'll uh, we'll link to all your stuff in the show notes and uh, we'll, we'll have you back on sometime later this year. Good deal. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thanks, sir. You got it. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, David King. I was extremely inspired by the interview, and I'm hoping to have uh, Dave on again in the future and visit his website, davidkingfitness.com. It is a great website, and I think you're – are you looking at it right now? Uh, Yes. If for nothing else, go to his website to see the picture of him on the front page because, I mean, he seriously looks like a guy that was in – that movie 300. Yeah, I was going to say 300. Like, you could you could eat cereal out of the gap between his abs. Oh, I was just about <laughs> like, to say, his abs are so cut. Um, me and you sound real weird right now, by the way. Yeah. But like, uh, like it's, it's unbelievable. He is a, he's an inspirational uh, dude and, you know, very good listener. Yeah, from a small, small town in rural Texas and has a really cool story, which obviously y'all just heard. But um, anyway, so uh, thank you, David King your time and wisdom so it is now time for the humans being human segment a moderately funny edition with evan brand uh, who was on the show last time with not the not just paleo podcast and not just paleo.com and what do you know rick he shares with us can you guess the theme of this story i'm going to guess that it is uh and i don't know this but it's uh, uh something about poop and or pants bing, 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 bing. <laughs> you, you are correct it is a poop your pants story with the great Evan Brand. Here we go. Okay, joining me on the Humans Being Human segment from uh, a previous Simply Human podcast, the great Evan Brand of Not Just Paleo podcast and notjustpaleo.com. Uh, and, you know, it has been a few weeks since we have had a poop in the pants story. And I believe Evan has has one of those that, that he would like to share. Am I on the right track there? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. I was about, I guess I was about 12 or 13 years old. I was still living in Las Vegas at the time, and I was with all my skateboarding buddies. I'm going to crack up this entire time telling this, <laughs> That's by fine. the way. That's fine. But, That's uh, perfect. But uh, so we, we went to McDonald's, and I even hated McDonald's at that age. And so, well, give us a time all... frame. Like, what year is this? Are we talking about like, uh, is this two thousands? Like, what's the? Uh... Let's see. I'm uh, the iPhone probably wasn't out yet. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm twenty three. That was twelve. Ago. So eleven years ago. Okay, two thousand three, so two thousand four, was... somewhere in there. Okay, okay. Okay, so yeah, two thousand three ish. And uh, my buddies, you know, they knew I didn't eat McDonald's. I didn't like it. And they dared me to eat a chicken nugget. And I'm just like, okay, I'll eat this chicken nugget. <laughs> and then as soon as we got done eating, we went out back of this uh, grocery store. And we were skateboarding out there. There was a bunch of cool stairs and stuff to play tricks on. And uh, I had this grumble. A <laughs> and, grumbling in, in my your stomach. <laughs> I had to make grumbles. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I had I had black jeans on and a t-shirt and I thought well I'll just <laughs> just just let one go here and no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing it now it's so hilarious. So I tried to let one go and I mean I don't even know what happened. I mean it was just <laughs> you oh, blacked oh, out oh. and it's all just a blur. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was just a, a warm mess, dude. And it's like, what do you do? I mean, you're in front of like 20 of your closest buddies skating. Oh. And so I just told my buddy Omar, can we cuss on this show? Uh, I can bleep it out. No, no big deal. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just said, I crap my pants, Omar. And he just starts busting out laughing. Of course, he can smell it at this point. <laughs> and uh, so I was right close to this drainage ditch. And this drainage ditch led all the way back to my neighborhood. And so and, I just. And your drinking water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just took off my pants. And uh, of course, my boxers, too. I'm just running, you know naked on the bottom half just running back home no <laughs> yeah and i jumped the fence with my pants in hand and my skateboard in the other and uh i show up at the the front door of my house and i, I don't think i had a cell phone at the time and i just knocked on the door my stepdad answers the door and just looks at me and he didn't know whether to laugh or cry he, but he probably knew exactly what had happened yeah like, just by looking and, at you yeah, so I think he ended up getting the water hose out and spraying me down before I came in the house. <laughs> so do you are, do you credit? Well, yeah. I, first of all, that sounds like a like a, a recurring nightmare that I have. Just the part where you're running down the street with no pants on. I have that nightmare uh, quite often. Um, and and then uh, do you credit the McNugget for the issue? Or uh, I, I mean, have you eaten a McNugget since this this moment? I don't think I have, and yes, it had to be the McNugget because I felt perfectly fine the entire day before that, and so that one nugget it like set off this just <laughs> chain bomb of, yeah. chain of of yeah. I, I said you blacked out earlier. You, you it, more appropriately, you browned out. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and the rest is uh, is just a blur. <laughs> yeah it, it was a trip though i mean now looking back i mean it's hilarious i really i don't know i really wasn't even embarrassed that much then because me and the guys that i hung out with at the time we always just had hilarious things happening and so it was just another another story for the books i guess yeah well it kind of reminds me of a time when i was in in college and we were out at this really small town golf course i mean out in the middle of nothing where it's like 10 bucks for unlimited cart i mean it's like one of those deals and we're out there with you know there's like four foursomes like 16 of us and we're in like the first foursome and i'm, I'm out there and i'm wearing i think i had on like boxers and like some khaki shorts or something and kind of the same same scenario we all know the scenario you know you don't you, you never intend to mess your pants it's always you know a a, a, a surprise and, uh, and so I'm out in this, I mean, we're out at like hole nine we're like the farthest we could get away from the clubhouse. And it's not like I can just, you know, make it, you know, just keep going. And I ended up taking, not like you, like running out in the, in public with no pants. I was just with, you know, three of my buddies and took my, took my undergarments off and I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Like, you know, I was like, throw them out in the woods. So I ended up. Uh, stuffing them down into the hole of uh, of the golf course for the remaining uh, parties that were coming behind us to uh, oh god to yeah and and actually it's kind of funny like how we talked about your dad opens the door and like knows immediately what's going on one of my friends that I'd lived with walks up and somebody's like what's in the hole and he immediately knew that what had happened like he knew <laughs> that he was like mark pooped his pants and that's his underwear i guarantee it like as we're like walking up so that's that story has sort of made me a legend in my own right um and i think i'm banned from that golf course uh yeah for, for the rest of time so 
Anyway, well, there it is. Back to the mission and, and vision and theme of the Simple Human Lifestyle. Pooping your pants. A couple of pooping pants stories with Mark and Evan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate, appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, thank you, Evan. And uh, We're going to have to rename the show, by the way, the Poop in Your Pants <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> well, I do have some, some – we're working on some, uh, some people uh, – you know, in the future, your brother I know is one. My brother's been on the Humans Being Human segment, and actually, David King had a few stories. We just didn't have time to record them, uh, so we, we are working on uh, branching out from the poop in your pants stories. But uh, they're always funny. That's always good. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, like, I would imagine most people that listen to the show are, are probably like me and you that think stuff like that is funny. So we're catering to the masses. What are you gonna do? Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's what the the people want. All right, exactly right. It is now time for the Simply Human tip of the week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And this tip comes out of uh, the Essentials of Strength Training and Conditioning textbook that I'm reading for my National Strength Coach Association certification. And it's about flexibility and mobility and stretching. So the tip of the week is stretch. And I know a lot of people think that you stretch and, and do some mobility work, which basically mobility work is just getting the joint to move in all the directions that it's supposed to move. It's like taking your wrist and like bending it back and bending it forward and bending it to the side. That, that's mobility. It's like taking the joint through the motion. So the reason why it's so good and something that I've always been a huge fan of mobility and being flexible, it, but, but something that I read really sort of validated that thought and it's not just about stretching your muscles it's about um, your cartilage and your tendons and your bones and, and this kind of makes sense that they really don't have a blood supply like when you cut a muscle or cut into your skin there's blood but if you were to cut into like a tendon or a bone there's not much blood and so blood is sort of like the healing agent that's where all this this stuff is transported to the different cells in the body so what the joint those sort of uh, connective tissues rely on to get the oxygen is synovial fluid. And the only way that the synovial fluid can get to all parts of the joint is mobility work and stretching. So uh, I, before this show airs, I'm going to uh, put a post on the website on the Food for Thought tab, a, a stretching post showing in really like the most important uh, uh joints to move are the hip, pelvis, low back, because uh, those are the, the joints that are always in such a compromised position as you're sitting down all day. Uh, hip flexors are always shortened and just the pelvic floor is always weak. Uh, so so I'm going to sh show you some hip and pelvic uh, stretches to do. And I, I started doing what I'm going to show on the website uh, this week, and I've seen just really pretty dramatic results uh, quickly. So stretch more. Rick, what do you, what do you have to say about stretching and, and being flexible? You know, as the, as the everyman for this show, you're the expert, I'm the everyman. Like, I think that's something that uh, the people like me, probably we don't, uh, we don't put enough importance into stretching and things like that. Look at how like uh, someone who is older moves around. They always move around all stiffly. And I, you know, it, maybe that's just, uh, you know, uh, anecdotal but it, i think it's related to not doing enough stretching when they're younger and that's something that i try to work on because i'm horribly horribly inflexible and so i got into you know some foam roller stuff uh yeah. about a year ago and then uh some kind of yoga ish yoga like stuff i don't do yoga necessarily but i you know i incorporate some of the moves 
a couple times a week. So maybe taking a, making more of an importance every single day to do some stretching would be a good idea. I'm looking forward to you putting this up. Uh, just have some guidance because everyone knows somebody that knows a lot about you know running or weightlifting or eating or something like that. I don't know anybody that's a, a, a stretching expert. Right. So everyone needs some guidance on something like that, right? Yeah, a good, yeah, good uh, a book that I own and recommend, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, is Kelly Starrett's Becoming a Supple Leopard, uh, which is just a great... Uh, tool and a resource to to use to just as you're learning about mobility but yeah you know the, the thing is like bones you know everybody talks about calcium supplementation and you and, and you have weak bones because you don't have enough, have enough calcium and really calcium may not be the problem it may be if your bones are never under load like if if you're never stressing your bones to make it's just like a muscle like you stress the muscle it gets stronger the same thing happens in your bones and your connective tissue if you don't use your bones and your connective tissue at all it's like if you're in outer space, like a zero, you know, like a vacuum, your bones will get weak, uh, not because you're not eating enough calcium, it's because you have to, that's why heavy lifting is so good, because it gives, your your body adapts to that through you know, connective tissue strengthening, muscle strengthening, your endocrine system has, does all these things, like like I've become more insulin sensitive, that that kind of thing, uh, so there's just all sorts of good, good uh, things that come about uh, moving like a human, which is move slow a lot, uh, be mobile, be flexible, and lift heavy things. And dry, so everyone, and lower heavy things. Yes, lift and lower. Yeah. So everyone pay attention to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. And uh, the Food for Thought tab, is that what That's you're, it. That's where you're going to put it? Okay, yeah, yeah Food I, for Thought have, tab. That's where you'll see random musings from me and Mark and, you know, basically, you know, column type of writing. And then that's, that's where you're going to put this. So yes. awesome. And you need to, uh, we need we need another column uh, from uh, the great I actually Nick. sat down to write one uh while I was at work, and hey, we got busy. Yeah. We had stuff to do, so I'm halfway through. People, I'll started, to you people started engaging in criminal activity. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my, my go to the nearest phone booth and put my mm, cape on. There it is, Superman. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it. So the simple human tip of the week is work on mobility and flexibility. Becoming a supple leopard is a great resource, and also I will uh, write an article. I have an article written on the show and link to it in the show notes about uh, some, some good hip pelvic uh, mobilizers and flexible stretching things you can do. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. Coming up next week, remember on the on the fourteenth there will be no show. So on the twenty first, uh, we are scheduled to interview the great Abel James that week, and hopefully have that on. And then we're going to do the Everyman series coming up with uh, several people that are just people like you and me and, and uh, trying their best to, to live a human lifestyle in a non-human environment so the website is simplyhumanlifestyle.com links to the facebook page youtube channel simply human kids page booth thought tab all that is there uh, at the simplyhumanlifestyle.com follow me on twitter at simplyhuman52 you can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Please leave a review for us, good or bad, on iTunes. And uh, you know what? I didn't even check uh, if we had any more reviews. So hopefully there are some. And if there are, we will read them on the next show in episode 24. Um, any publicity is good publicity unless you, we go off and murder someone. Um, so let's not do that. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... So I just took off my pants, and uh, of course my boxers too. I'm just running, you know, naked on the bottom half, just running back home. No. So until next time, enjoy yourself.